Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to Jocelyn's Cabaret. <laughs> Just joking. Welcome to Concrete Conversations Podcast, a place for social conversations. Uh, this is my very first uh, very first podcast, very first recording. Um, and yeah, I'm excited and uh, happy to have you guys on this journey with me. Um, right now, I'm just on the road to create my, my empire, you know. Uh, the society standards, you know, went to school, graduated, worked in corporate, but now I'm just, you know, ready to tap into more of my creative role or and, uh, you know, go from there, uh, see where this takes me and, uh, you know, grow and flow or whatever, you know, life takes me at this point. Um, I have a lot of business ideas, uh, so I'm just going to start, you know, acting on those, you know, manifestation without no work ain't, ain't nothing. So <laughs> pretty much that's where we're at right now. Um, this podcast is pretty much just a space that I'm creating where I want to just touch on different topics that happen within social media and in TV. Um, this isn't really going to be a recap type of podcast, um, where I highlight different things that happen throughout the week. If you want one of those, I would say just go listen to, uh, the read with, uh, Crystal and Kia Fiori. Um, for me, this is more so going to be like, uh, like it may be different topics that are under the same umbrella, but just if I see something on TikTok, Twitter, or Instagram that, you know, sparks a conversation that I would like to have with you guys, then that's what I'm going to talk about. Um, and hopefully as we progress, that becomes more clear um, in what I mean. But that's pretty much it. Um, and, you know, where I see this going, I see it going everywhere. Hopefully it does. You know, I would just keep working at it and See where see where this goes. Um, now, what I want to discuss today um, is a sweet life LA with uh, Issa Rae, uh, the produce produced by Issa Rae. Um, now, this is not affiliated within with her at all. This is not. I'm not being paid to say anything that I'm saying. Um, all this is just me being a, a fan of the show um, and sharing my perspective. Um, um, and this is going to be kind of a long episode, but kind of not. But it probably will be. I talk a lot. Which is funny because I'm not even an, I'm not even an extrovert, but <laughs> it's just me. So yeah. Now I'm gonna let y'all know right now. If I get off topic, bear with me. I'll bring it back around. <laughs> um, but yeah, just to you know start it off. If you're not familiar with the show, it comes on HBO Max, um, and pretty much it's uh, centered around um, a group of friends. Uh, they're all black, um, and they're uh, you know grew up in different parts of LA. Some transplanted, um, I believe two. Um, uh, Becky and Bree, they're from uh, Kalamazoo, Michigan. Um, and then Rob, uh, which is Amanda's boyfriend, he's from Chicago, I believe. Um, if I'm wrong, I apologize. Um, but then we also have everybody else that's pretty much from the LA area um, and LA based. Um, now, I'm just going to give a brief recap of the season. Um, we initially start off for me and everybody. All of them are, you know, entrepreneurs trying to become entrepreneurs or just working in the corporate life, you know, being successful, coming into their own. Um, they're all, you know, mid to late 20s. 
um, pretty much mid twenties. I guess after twenty five was kind of start being late twenties, but mid to late twenties pretty much, and they're you know starting to you know come to their own, just maturing and trying to, you know, get to a point where you know they're being successful um, on their own merit, you know, much like myself, um, which is why you know I love the show because. This is, you know, speaking to me at my now, you know what I'm saying? The last show we had, like, this was Baldwin Hills, um, in which that was centered around people that were in uh, high school um, or going to college, um, in which at that time, I was I was probably, like, either middle school or going into high school, um, and that was speaking to me then, because that's, you know, sort of what I was going through, um, but now it's like, all right, I'm seeing people where we don't have nothing figured out, and we're all just trying to take up day by day and get to where we want to go. Um, and, you know, be successful, you know, no matter how that, how that looks, you know, my success might be, not, may not be your success, but at the end of the day, we can both look at each other and know that we're, we're doing a damn thing. You know what I'm saying? So that's where I'm at with the show. And that's what I appreciate about the show. Um, now just to give you a, a brief recap of everybody that's on the show, um, it follows a total of 11, um, of 11 people. Um, now, the main cast is a, a total of six, <laughs> um, and it's pretty much. Let me see. Um, I'm going on on one of their Instagrams so I can make sure I have everybody listed. I don't want to miss miss make nobody feel like they are not uh, a part or anything. So the main cast, um, well, the people that are in introduction, so I'm just going to count them as the main cast. Um, is Talon, uh, Bree, Cheryl, Gerald, uh, PJ, and Jordan. Um, and Amanda, and then we have the, um, I would say ensemble, I guess, um, would be Amanda's boyfriend, Rob, like I mentioned earlier, um, Tylen's boyfriend, Jalen, um, Cheryl's boyfriend, or no, I mentioned him, um, and then we have Kofi and, uh, Becky, um, and pretty much, you know, with that, there, you know, there are those dynamics where, you know, like I mentioned, the people that are dating, but we also have, uh, the people that are single in the group, and they're trying to, you know, start some, you know, relationships within each other, you know what I'm saying? Um, now, as we learned throughout the season, <sighs> trying to make one co-hingle within the group ain't always the best decision, you know, especially when it gets to the point where there's drama, because now, although there, it wasn't really a thing where people felt like they had to pick sides, but we know in real, in, in real world, you know, daily, daily things, if, even if it's a friendship breakup, if you're in a group there's going to be people that are just naturally closer to somebody else. Um, so you may not always be who they pick, which is the sad part. And as we see in this show, um, yeah, the girls have each other's back. The guys have each other's back. It's one of those type of things. Um, and yeah, so that's how that went. Um, as far as I'll probably try to get more into the drama of the people that are single, um, just to, you know, recap that. And then I'll go into, um, the most recent episode, which prompted this whole thing happening. Um, and I'll get more into, you know, the podcast and why I'm starting it later on after I finish all this, but yeah, so pretty much, um, Becky and PJ, um, initially Becky and Jordan had, you know, a little cohingle going on and then I guess I didn't work out. So then Bree and Jordan started messing around, but then that didn't work out because Bree found out about Becky dating Jordan. So she was like, I'm loyal to my best friend, you know, whatever. And that's how that went. But then it ended up PJ and Becky liking each other and Bree and Jordan still having feelings for each other. They ended up just like, you know, 
letting bygones be bygones, and you know, decided to see where it went. Um, now Jordan and Bree, they initially start going on, you know, trying to make something happen. Um, but then we get to Palm Springs, and that is to no avail because he wasn't comfortable with everybody seeing the PDA, even though he was initiating it, and he pretty much said, "Let's chill on the PDA." And she said, you got me fucked up. And they went on about their business. Um, and then on the same vein, uh, Becky is aware, or PJ is aware that Becky likes him. He then, you know, some reason brings a girl that's not Becky <laughs> to the Palm Prince trips, with, with, which is um, for Amanda's birthday. And on a random aside from that, he came there with a, a, a random girl that nobody, I mean, some people knew her, but... It was like she was random to the group as a whole. Um, but my question with that was like, how did that make any sense? Because you had to pay to, you know, for the house. So if she didn't pay, I don't know. You know, you had to also had to be COVID tested. So that also just made no sense. But then his reason was I thought everybody was bringing a guest. And once again, why did you think that? I don't know, but whatever. <laughs> um, and then... Yeah, so then we get to a point where um, him, the girl that he brings, they fall out, but then he ends up, you know, going back with Becky to her room. And eventually, the following episodes, they have a conversation. They decide that they want to see where it goes and, you know, you know, build a, a foundation from there. Uh, we move on to Cabo, um, and Becky and PJ... Initially, they were seeing eye to eye, but then I guess she started having conversations about, you know, sexual activity, and he's not too, he doesn't seem too comfortable talking about sex, or I don't know if it's talking about sex or just whatever, or just having a conversation with other people around. I don't know what the dynamic is, but he wasn't comfortable with how, you know, she was, you know, openly talking about it. Um, and then I'm sure there was other things, but that's what the conversation was on the TV. Um, eventually that led to them, you know, deciding that, well, I guess he decided and she just, you know, was like, Hey, I guess I'm on the boat, but on the boat, he said, you know, I, I don't want to do this anymore. And pretty much went on and dapped on the guys, dapped up the guys once, you know, he broke it off with her, which she like, was like, that's shady as hell, you know? That's like, you got her fucked up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know why, you know, why'd you do that? But, hey, I don't know these thought processes with, with people. I don't know. But that's pretty much, you know, the the issues within them. Um, it's just not, it just wasn't a wise thing to do. You know, you don't mess within the friend group. But just, unless y'all really see each other, you know, becoming something. Tricky territory, tricky territory. That's all I can say. <laughs> but um, yeah. So then we move forward um, into these latest episodes, and you know, Bree is now dating you know somebody else. Um, so is Jordan. Uh, Becky. She has her final words with uh, PJ um, at this event that he's throwing for one of his artists, um, and it goes on from there. Um, which. Uh, I understand her perspective with, you know, hashing it out after the boat because, first of all, we're on a boat, so it's not like we can really, I can't go anywhere, so I gotta see you. So it was like one of those awkward things, but yeah, so they hashed it out. Um, well, I guess they really hashed it out, but she told him how she felt um, at the event. And yeah, if you guys are not familiar, please go watch and then come back. But I just wanna get onto the topic of, you know, what they were having about mental health. 
um, on the podcast that Gerald was having. I guess he was rekindling that or, you know, resurrecting that. And, you know, their first discussion was mental health, especially within black people, but specifically like, I guess, black men, um, which I feel is, is an important topic to, you know, discuss um, amongst the black community as a whole, but especially black men, because as men in general, we're told not to, you know, be vulnerable. We're told not to, you know, talk about what's going on and got to be strong and not show emotion and everything like that. When it's you, we, <laughs> we don't, we need that. We need that luxury. You know what I'm saying? Like we need that luxury. Um, we hold ourselves to a high standard because we're afraid of the, how people would judge us and all this other stuff. But ultimately it's just not, we have to you know take that in consideration um, and just, you know, let people know how we feel. Um, let our parents know how we feel and, um, you know, go on from there. And, you know, a lot of the toxic um, issues, you know, they do occur in the household, especially with the way that a lot of us are raised where it's, you know, what happens in this household, stay in this household, which is, you know, one that's not a healthy um, dynamic to have because you really can't express how you're feeling to the people that are contributing to this toxicity because it's your parents, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, other people that may live in the house, you just may not feel comfortable, you know, explaining that to them. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, we don't, and everything needs to be just for everybody. And that's something that, um, not everything needs to be for everybody, but also there has to be some boundaries where. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I need to have somebody that I can talk to. Um, I don't know everybody's different dynamic at their house, but... I know main contributor tends to be the parents, you know, those are the people at the forefront. Those are the people that are setting that foundation for you. Um, so the fact that they really can allow you to um, express yourself, you know, in a way you seem fit um, and it, 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 hurt, it hurts, you know. Um, and that's where I'm at with this whole situation is, you know, they're at the round table. It's all them. Um, and they're talking about how um, they don't know how to express their emotions because, um, well, PJ, he highlights on he does not express his emotions. He never saw his parents, you know, hug or kiss or show affection to each other. Um, and then, you know, Jordan gets into the fact that, you know, he doesn't have a great relationship with his father. Um, and then we get to, you know, Jalen makes a point about how there's different privileges that people have. Um, now, Jordan, he internalized that. And I, I know, like, Jalen was speaking from more of a broad sense, but, um, you know, Jordan internalized that and it felt you know, personal, um, in which, you know, he talked to his mom later on, um, and, you know, just, just told her, you know, how he felt and was trying to understand if he was in the wrong. Um, and she let him know pretty much like, you know, while were you triggered by him saying that, you know, you had help by your mom or whatever you had privilege. And I think that is something that a lot of us in the black community don't want to acknowledge the fact that we have certain privileges that others don't. Um, now as privileges, we know, we know white privilege is a huge thing. Um, 
And I think that since we're, you know, black or PRC, however you want to identify, we typically don't um, want to think we have a privilege, you know, because at the end of the day, we think of privilege as being able to walk down the street freely or not being followed in the store or, um, you know, simply not being shot by the police. Um, but that, you know, there's other there's other privileges that we have that we may take for granted and, and not acknowledge. Um, you know, you know, for instance, you know, you can be um, a, a straight black male. You don't have to worry about, you know, being harassed because, you know, you're either gay or trans, you know what I'm saying? Or you don't have to worry about people, you know, judging you or viewing you a certain way because your sexuality or because you're disabled or because you have, you know, a disability or something like that. What well, I was kind of disabled and but you know, but yeah, there's different ways that we can, you know, be privileged, and especially as, you know, black men at the end of the day, we, we do, we hold more privilege than a black woman does. And, you know, that's the sad part about it. And then a black able body woman will have more privilege than a, a black disabled black uh, a black disabled woman you know what i'm saying so it's just like we can we we have to you know just look at that and understand that yes while we might not have the same amount of privileges as our white counterparts we definitely hold some um hold some stake in the in the hierarchy you know ultimately so that's one of those things where we just have to you know come together and start to um build on on those foundations and you know try to be better uh for the next generation um and then you know just touching back on the whole parent aspect um a lot of parents they tend to just want their kids to be many them you know and ultimately that's not what kids are here for you know you're here to guide them um and raise them and ultimately you know just hopefully create them to be or help them become you know positive members of society you know we're here on a mission, you know, honestly, you're just a person that's here to guide, you know, that's, that's it, you know, we're, we're, we, I think we, we tend to put too much pressure on being a parent, the perfect parent that we don't necessarily love kids in the way that they need to be loved, you know what I'm saying? Like, we either give it love, we either give the love that we received, which sometimes isn't the greatest, or in the matter of trying to break those cycles, we try to we give the wrong love. We don't love the kid in a way that they need to be loved. You know what I'm saying? Love language isn't just um, isn't just for your romantic partner. You know what I'm saying? Like if your kid needs time alone, let them be alone. Don't go in their room all the time trying to you know talk them talk about you know every single detail and everything. Some kids are not are not you know extroverted in that type of way. Um, same goes for you know. If somebody, if they love to talk, you know, don't brush them off, you know, listen to what they're saying. You know, it's just, you got to take the time to actually um, listen, but also look and see, you know, how they express themselves and you need to see how you fit into that. You know, at the end of the day, you're the parent and they are kids that don't know any better. Um, and as, as smart as kids are, they still don't have the proper tools that you should have, Um and that's, you know, that's where it is. They, you don't, you have, you lived enough life to where you should be able to meet them where they're at. You know, they can't come here meeting you where you're at. That's just not how it works. Um, and I think a lot of times in some situations, we get to a point where some people have kids just so they can have a friend and that's not healthy either. So it's essential for all of us. Like I said, we need to, I don't know if I said it, but we need to seek therapy. All of us, it's collective, like, 
And I'm glad that we're at this point where a lot of us are starting to seek therapy and starting to get help and starting to, you know, be more vulnerable and talk more about, you know, where we're at uh, mentally because that's what's needed, you know, in order for us to advance. We have to learn how to love ourselves and love one another in a way that's not conducive to our downfall. You know, um, this is, you know, starting to trigger another situation, but um, there, I don't know what celebrity said it, but they, somebody, one of them said they didn't want to help their kid become, you know, they're rich, but they don't want to help their kid or something like that. And it's like, why not? Like you make all this money and you don't want to help your kid. Like you want to, you want to make them get it the way you got it. That makes no sense to me. The reason why a lot of, uh, you know, white people were successful or the way that they're able to pass out businesses or pass down houses or, you know, buy houses for their kids is because they are not afraid to pass down that that wealth. You know what I'm saying? They're not afraid to make sure their kid is taken care of and make sure they get the best education. It you shouldn't want your kid to get it out the mud just because you got it out the mud. That's that makes no sense to me. What's the point of you getting to this level if you couldn't even provide that same level to them? You know what I'm saying? Why would you not want to give them a head start when you already finished the race? It makes no sense to me. So that's where I'm at uh, with that whole situation. Um, And, you know, that's, you know, just how I feel with it all. That's how I feel with the whole mental health, you know, topic. Um, I think it's just important for us all to just take heed to the fact that um, a lot of us don't have it figured out, but it doesn't hurt to get those answers. Um, and I think we need to start, it all has to start at home. Um, and we have to be, you know, open with how we communicate, um, and know that, yes, while you are an individual, you are strong. You also have to understand that when the kid comes into play, you have to be able to, uh, be more vulnerable and be more willing to accept how they will deal with you and be more supportive, um, of your kids as a whole. Um, another thing Jordan was talking on how a lot of people in his family would tell him, um, he needs to just go to traditional route, you know, go to college, get a good job, um, and get a degree, which a lot of parents are like that, you know, get something that's tangible where I know you're going to be okay. You know, the entrepreneurship life is not an easy life. Um, but a lot of people don't, you know, just cause that worked for you don't mean it's going to work for me. Um, that's something that I'm coming to terms with. Like, I went to school and all that stuff, but ultimately, I don't necessarily I don't necessarily want to work for anybody. Um, of course, I'm gonna do that until this stuff takes off. But I don't want to work for nobody. I don't I don't like the structure of having to work. I don't like the structure of having to go into a job forty hours a week, forty plus hours a week, and spend eight hours of my day at a desk and all that stuff. That's I don't I don't agree with that. And that's where I'm at um, as far as the whole work from home. You know what I'm saying? Whenever we was able to work from home, you could get your work done. Um, when you feel when you can, and it takes less time to do it. So we're at desk wasting all this time, not just because that's what we're supposed to do for eight hours. And it's like, who made these structures? You know what I'm saying? We're following a rule of somebody that's dead. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we're following this rule that somebody just told us and we're just listening to it. Where people that have four day work weeks are way more productive. People that have more flexible schedules are way more productive. And then the fact that, um, I'm sorry, now I'm going on my tangent and here you guys, you know, I, I, I don't know if I said it in the beginning, but I'm saying it now. I'll be going on random tangents. So just bear with me. But um, we get to like the whole workplace. It's like we get here 
and you know, childcare is expensive. People with kids, if you could be at home, like, why not? You know what I'm saying? Now there are some nuances with that that I don't want to touch on right now. But as far as like you know, childcare is expensive. If you could be at home while your kids are at home, why not? And still get your work done. What's the issue? You know what I'm saying? It's the problem that businesses just want to micromanage. You know what I'm saying? They just want to have. They just want to be able to see that you know you're doing your job, or they just want to be able to harass you. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't if I, especially my job is computer based. Unless it's a physical product that I'm packaging or something. Then yes, of course you got to be in a facility, but if all I'm doing is answering phones and typing emails, what do I need to be in the office to do that for? First of all, I'm wasting gas, I'm doing unnecessary damage to my car, or I'm, you know, putting myself in positions that I got to be up and out the house early to catch a bus to make sure I get to work on time, and then I'm spending unnecessary unnecessary money at lunch where I could just eat healthier and probably better if I just ate at home or made food at home, you know, it's a whole thing and that just goes into the fact that i feel like the whole whole society is set up to just you know wait did i just have an epiphany oh wait oh my god i think i just had an epiphany Ah, but no 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 okay 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 just bear with me hear me out hear me out hear me so you know how we have to go to work, right? And you know how you sit at a desk all day, right? So you gain weight and then you eat unhealthy. You're eating unhealthy foods. So you're just gaining weight. But then you're going into, you have to pay for this high insurance because, you know, with weight gain and other, you know, sedentary lifestyles comes health issues. So then you're going to be going to the hospitals. We're going to prescribe you medicine and put you in a hospital under these different things and keep you in the hospital to get all this money Oh my gosh, did I just figure it out? Oh my god, what the fuck? Oh Lord, why did you bless me to be so smart? But anyway, that's where I'm at. And I think I'm just gonna end it here because <laughs> I don't think I have any much much more to say. But anyway, this is my first episode. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you come back and <laughs> please bear with me. It'll get better as the time goes on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i will definitely be creating those socials so i'll be linking those um once i figure out how to get everything uploaded on these different platforms um but then probably about next week i should be able to you know provide y'all with more social media um where you can find me um i do have my personal twitter but i'm not necessarily going to link that because i like i just want to keep it to myself nothing crazy on there but i just want to keep that for friends and all this other stuff but when i do create the twitter account an Instagram account and, and the TikTok, y'all can engage with me there. You know, leave topics that you want me to discuss. I'll definitely be open to that. Um, anything that stuck out to you during this discussion, please, you know, feel free to write me um, so I can recap that on my um, on you know following week's podcast and stuff like that. Uh, once again, looking forward to this, and I have uh, have some other you know things that I'm working on as well. So when those are all you know good to go, I will definitely be. Um, highlighting those but thank you guys for listening um have a good week <laughs> bye lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.